What's up? This is Vernon Davis, and this is the Second Wind Podcast. Yeah, I like creating stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what I did is I started making music, and I, uh, in this movie with Sam Trammell and Cam, it's like it's called 72 Hours, a bank heist movie. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the movie, so they use my music, too. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. you bull. <laughs> I, did, I just did this song the other day. Like I, I just keep it. You know, the more you do it, you get better and better yeah. with it. It's an album I have, but this song I just did is pretty cool. Man. You created this all yourself. Yeah. Wow. When I don't create a lot of the beats by myself, just some of them. Some of them. But I just mostly just record, come up with like this. I woke up like this. My man's music, man. Apple Music, what's on Spotify? Spotify, Apple. All that shit, man. Yeah. Creative, man. Before we get into this next episode, we just want to give a huge shout out to all of our fans and supporters. If you could please do us a favor, hit that like, comment, and subscribe button. Again, please hit that like, comment, and subscribe button. It means the world to us as we continue to build this platform. McCaffrey with the try. Boom! More rushing yards, man. I told y'all. I knew it. Bro, I thought you were done watching football. Don't tell me you had an entry on this game. Yup, and I told you, using them other apps. I'm on Prize Picks now, boy. Bro. Prize Picks is the most fun I've ever had. I'm already up 25 times my money, and you know I be throwing a little bag. This is how it works. You just choose two players, more or less on their stats, place your entry, boom, make money. Simple as that. With all that winning you're doing, is it hard to deposit your money, especially with all these other apps going around? Bro, it's the easiest thing ever now with Apple Pay. Quick, easy deposits this football season. Come check this out, bro. Nope, ain't no way, bro. No way. Bro, check this out. I had Christian McCaffrey and I had Jettas on the more. He just hit, bro. Quick thousand dollars. Dinner on okay, me tonight. Okay, Dinner on time, me. Big time, big time. You got the tip, though. I ain't gonna cap. Okay, bro, you convinced me, bro. Prize picks it is. How do I sign up? Go look. Go to prizepicks.com slash Mercury and use code Mercury to get a first deposit match on $100. Again, go to prizepick.com slash Mercury and use code Mercury to get a first deposit match up to $100. You never know what you could turn that hundred dollars into. Someone like me might turn it into a million. <laughs> yes, sir. You see what's going on? Got that Hello Fresh right to the front door. Number one meal kit in America. I didn't have to sit in line for an hour and a half at the grocery store. Didn't have to spend ninety dollars on a ten dollar burger on Uber Eats. You know how they charge for all the delivery fees and everything. And it's cheaper than groceries because me and Jarvis got y'all a discount. Second win fifty. Go to HelloFresh.com. Slash second win 50 and get a discount. And I'm going to even show y'all how to make it later on tonight. Y'all going to see me chef it up a little bit. You know that song? Adele got where she's like, hello. She just forgot to add the fresh to the end. So I'm going to show y'all how to really, really, really cook. Me. Chef and I told y'all I'd be back, man. Got the HelloFresh cheeseburger wraps, 20 minutes to make, easy instructions, and I can't even make toast, so that's how you know it's easy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash second win to get 
50% off again. It's HelloFresh.com slash second win and get 50% off. You got the HelloFresh lettuce wraps. What up, what up, Second Win family? Welcome to another episode of the Second Win Podcast. Per usual, I'm James, a.k.a. Geo, great one, whatever you want to call me here again. With Jay Mills, Already, you know what I mean, my Glad brother, to be back. my Glad ace, to be back. and we back with another fire guest, man. Somebody who is astounding. <laughs> like once you learn about all the things that he does, you're gonna be amazed. Yep. Two-time Pro Bowler, yes sir, Super Bowl champion, one of the freakish, like craziest athletes you will ever see. Mr. Vernon Davis is yes, on the show sir, today. Man. We appreciate you coming on here today, brother. Appreciate you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Good nah, to be here. We know you're a busy man, so with the fact that we can fit this into your yeah. schedule, man, we really appreciate you coming on, man. It means the world. Yeah, hey, no problem. I ain't going to cap. I probably owe you a couple of dollars because... That four three eight that you ran on Madden used right. to win me Madden league. Right. He was used to win code. me money games. Like I probably owe you like ten percent, which I mean, it's probably like a couple of dollars. dollars but I just right. gotta throw that out there. We go, I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give it to you after the show because like you, you really a lot of games, right? Nah, for real. Like you, Shit. you. <laughs> he was so crazy in that game, bro. You, you a freak nah, athlete. I just, definitely. I gotta put that out there. That's just crazy. That. No Appreciate doubt. It. But just, um, I wanted to start back, man, with your childhood and how you were raised. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, you talked about before how, you know, your mom suffered from drug addictions and drug problems, you know, mm -hmm. and your grandmother, um, you know, helped raise you and your six other siblings. How did going through that as a child um, shape you into the man that you were and going through those experiences at an early, at an early age? Yeah, I think a lot of times when um, we go through something that's extremely difficult, like for me growing up in the house with my six siblings and my being raised by our grandparents, I think back and I can see that it was well worth it. You know, I didn't want it to happen that way. I always, every kid always wanted their mom and dad around, right. but unfortunately I didn't have that, but I was able to take that, the pain and the, and the passion and just all those memories and experiences I had and turn it into something amazing. Every time I touched the football field, I used to think about those moments that I had where I always wanted my mom and dad to pop up, but they never did. You know, I just wanted them to be there. Damn. And that hurt that I that I felt, it allowed me to to be better for my kids and to just be a better human being in general. And that's what I did. I turned to I turned to what some someone would see as a negative into a positive. And I think that's my my dad tells me all the time about turning negatives into positives. And I, that was my next question about asking you like you know, did those experiences motivate you and drive you to be the best? Like, mm -hmm. you know what? Like, I'm going to take all this negative energy. I'm going to be the best football mm -hmm. player I could be. Like, that's what really drove you? Like, using all those emotions? Yeah, using all those emotions and, and just putting it into, like, something I was really passionate about. And football was an outlet for me. It gave me – it was a way for me to channel those emotions. It was a way for me to to be able to find joy and express myself in, in ways I I couldn't in other places. So just being out there having fun and – and just seeing something, just just creating something. Because when you when you're working on a craft, when you're working to be great, mm -hmm. you're working a craft, and you 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 finding yourself, and you and when you find it, you're like, man, this feels good. Mm -hmm. right? And then you and you just never you never it never stops. You always want to find something else. Yeah, for sure. And even like in your situation, like so when when kids are in situations like that, they have two options, right? They either go the right way mm -hmm. or they go the wrong way, yep. mm -hmm. right? And you use that as motivation to obviously go to the NFL. But there was a time where, like, you talked about in sixth grade, like, you was on probation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you were going down the wrong path, but then you quickly turned it around 
went to the NFL and you were followed by your brother, right? Who also went to the NFL. Mm -hmm. How important was it for you to kind of like lay that blueprint to show him like, this is how you do things? Yeah, growing my brother was always the one. He never really, he was never really outside like I was. I was always on the streets. Every time I came home, I would drop my, my backpack and go right outside because, you know, I tried everything. I tried to smoke in fifth grade. I tried to sell drugs in sixth grade. Um, stole my first car in sixth grade. Everything happened between fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. And by seventh grade, I just made a whole life change. Like a it was a drastic change. And I didn't look back because I knew that in order for me to to be what I wanted to be, I had to it had to start right now because I saw my friends. Everything started. My friends started getting arrested by seventh grade. One of my friends got shot. So it was just. It was happening. Real life was happening. So I just straightened up, and I, and I wanted to be that example for my brother. So what I did is I decided to go to a totally different school. Yeah. Because if I went to school in my neighborhood, then I had to, I was there with the guys I grew up with, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, you were surrounded wanted, by that, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I wanted to go somewhere where they didn't know me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I just, I don't know, I, my thinking process was totally different. I was thinking on a, on a totally different wavelength. It was, it was crazy. And my brother just followed me. Mm -hmm. He followed right behind me. And he he did exactly what I did. Yeah. And it worked. What about that situation made it click for you to be like, I have to make that change? Like, even at a young age, like, you don't, like, you necessarily don't really, your decision making really isn't the best. So what mm -hmm. for you, like, you were mature enough to realize, like, you know what? This is not it. I need to get my act together. Like, what clicked for you? Like, what was it? I think the simple fact that I had a praying grandmother. She prayed mm. all the time. You were protected. I was protected. I was anointed. And her prayers allowed me to be able to to make decisions in a way that most kids in seventh grade wouldn't be able to make. Right. And when I made them, every decision I made from that point on was always a winner. Mm -hmm. It was just like a winning decision. Oh, that's amazing, bro. God damn, that's that, deep that's as hell. Nah, that, like, that's, that's for real. real that's, that's amazing. I come from a praying family, too. For and, real. like, there's so many situations where I'm in, yeah. I'm like, I know it's going to work out for the best because yep. I know I'm, like, protected. Like, I feel yeah. like that. So you talking about that, I'm like, damn, like, I feel like that, too. Like, <laughs> I, like I know it's going to work out. Like, I know yeah. the situation's going to turn out for the best. That's dope that that happened for you, man. And, um, you know, Obviously, a stud high school player, you know, going to Maryland, having a great career there. Mm -hmm. And you get drafted sixth overall by the 49ers. And at the time, you were the highest drafted tight end at the time before Kyle Pitts just did it at number four. How do you feel being one of the pioneers of, like, the new age tight end? Because you really were that guy. You were 240, 245, running 4-3-8, jumping to 42. Like, and now, Jeez. like, you were before your time. And now you see the guys like the Kelseys, the mm -hmm. Darren Wallers, like, guys like that, the receiving tight ends, Evan the freakish Ingram. guys. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Like, how do you feel being one of the first pioneers to, you know, transcend this new age of tight ends? You know, I don't really think about football as much as I used to because I, I'm the type of person that when I do something, I leave it all behind and I go into the next thing. Mm. Yeah. You know, a lot of people always trying to... <clears throat> I, don't get me wrong. Look, football is everything to me. It's, it's some, it gave me a lifestyle. It gave me possibilities. It gave me a platform to be able to do other things. So I'll never turn my back on it. It's just that I like to leave it right here and just continue to keep going. Um... And I like to stay involved with it. I stay involved with my son. He's playing high school ball right now. And anytime any of the organizations like the 49ers or the Washington Commanders call me, I'm, I'm always there supporting them. But to be able to 
just have the understanding that I was one of the first tight ends to, um, not one of the first, but to be a part of the evolution. Yeah, absolutely. Of that change, yeah, you know, that, sure. pass, that pass and that threat. You can line like, him up can't number put a one. linebacker on this guy no more, you right? Because when I first came in the league, I was in San Francisco. My first couple years, they had linebackers on me all day. I don't think they people me. remember that. <laughs> yeah. They had linebackers, but I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, I would beat the linebacker, but it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. But after I found my, I found something, right? After after I found whatever it was that I found the mojo, whatever it it changed. Everything changed. I was mm -hmm. just going over the top. I was going. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. And they was like, "Hold on, we can't put a, a linebacker. We got to put safety." Yeah. They couldn't put a safety on me because he couldn't run with <laughs> couldn't it. Couldn't run with it. Yeah. So then they said, "We we need to find like some kind of corner." You know, we we need to find a nickel or something because we got to find somebody that can run with this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So they went, whenever I take the middle, I would always take the middle. They had, you know, they had a, um, like Tampa two. Yeah, of course. Yep. And then when they had and the linebacker Mike in the middle, he dropped back. Trying to run right? with you. Yep. So whenever he dropped back, that didn't work. I just run right by him. <laughs> they thought that was going to work. <laughs> yeah. So what they started doing is they started cheating. That's it. We got double this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we got Tampa two. We got to have somebody over the top. Because mm -hmm. he's going to run right by this linebacker. They were right. I'm running. I'm that Tampa gone. two is dead meat. Yeah, Tampa two. I don't care how fast how he dropped back. But back then, like, that's unheard of to be guarding the tight. Usually, that's a that's receiver talk. That's supposed to work. Yeah. yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't even working for you and you were a tight end. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Coming up in that era of football. Like, mm -hmm. that's just crazy, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a blessing, man. I, I've always, for some reason, I've always been able to keep my speed. When I walked in to Dunbar, downtown Washington, D.C., I went in and I was like, asking coach, I was like, hey, can I try out? He's like, yeah, what position you want to play? I said, anything that has to do with scoring touchdowns. So next thing you know, Josh Cribs was there, Daryl Dowry. They had all these studs, and I was just running faster than everybody. You and Cribs? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's my quarterback Cribs. all oh year. Oh, my God. So he was like, they was like, coach was looking at me. He was, I ain't never seen nothing like this before. And I bet the time, I'm like 6'2", six, 6'3", two, six, 215 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could tell I was going to get bigger, and I'm just running by everybody. And as I got bigger, I got 220. I was still running the same. I got faster. And then when I got to college, I gained some more, gained some more weight. And I'm at like 250, running the 4'3". 4-4 consistently. Jesus. So it and you you Break know it was super it was crazy. consistent. Like it wasn't like I was doing it all the time. Like every time I released from the ball, just like the NFL, every time I released from the ball, I'm gone. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't slow me down. When did you realize your potential? Like I can be really elite. Like like not like that. Even like you like you said, you being that big, running that fast, that's the one percent of the one percent. Like when did you yeah. realize your potential? Like I'm a game changer, I'm a difference maker. Um at any level, or say, when it clicked for you, because like I said, when you when you're so athletic, you, you don't even know what you're doing. You just do it. It's so natural to you. Mm -hmm. I say tenth grade. That's when I noticed that I was like really good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like really good. I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> they had me playing all over the place. They had me playing uh, free safety, DN, tight end. I was returning punts, and I was a big kid. So I was like, and I was faster than everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And then after the 10th grade year, everybody was coming to the school for me. Yeah. Maryland, UVA, Purdue. I mean, you name it. Damn. You know, oftentimes in football, like being a freak athlete is only one part of the equation, right? right. It's like mind, body, and character comes with it, right? Yeah. And early on, you talked about how like, you felt like at times you could be selfish, which you've grown so much from throughout your career. You just grew ridiculously. Mm -hmm. But early on, how did that like mindset and how, like kind of shape or kind of affect the team and affect like your your own performance? Just not having a, uh, the perfect mindset. Yeah, 
you have not having the perfect mindset of it can definitely uh, put you in a situation where you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I learned my lesson when I was playing. It was a game we played against the St. Louis Rams. Mm-hmm. And I was penalized, but that wasn't the first penalty penalty I received. Right. I was always getting into something. And my coach sent me to the locker room, Mike Singletary. Yep. I get home, I'm laying back in the bed with my kid's mom, and I see him on TV. Yeah. I mean, he's on national television. So, I'd rather coach 10 players than the purpose of someone is all about themselves. <laughs> I want winners. I told Vernon to go take a shower. That was so good. And I look at him like, I look at her, I'm like, Man, I was so humiliated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went in the next morning, sat down. We had a heart-to-heart. I started to cry. He was crying. And he was like, son, you can be better. You can be the player I need. I, I, I know you can be if you, you just got to put the team first, son. He's like, you, you can't do this. These I impressions believe in you. Damn no, good. that's what I'm saying. This These shit is damn. You know I, mean, I ain't mean to cut you off, but I'm <laughs> listening like, God damn, this is crazy. Like, we're gonna get into why you so good at that right. later. But, yeah. but uh, he was uh it, that that really touched me. It, it changed my life. He impacted me in a special way, allowed me to be the leader that I am today. You know, he, I just learned a lot from that. And I learned to not penalize the team, not put the team in a situation where we don't need to be. And put my teammates first mm-hmm. and you talked about before you know uh going into that situation like when you're drafted as a rookie you said you looked up to guys like to mm-hmm. and guys like that and you felt like you should act like that coming into those situations right uh-huh. um why did you feel like you know looking up to guys like that, i gotta be like that well i think that i think as a young guy <clears throat> we always want to emulate the best of the best yeah right we want to do exactly what they what they do if they have their money somewhere we want to put our money where they have their money mm-hmm. if they, for sure if they're scoring touchdowns we want to score touchdowns so it's just a it's, it's a way it's a there's a way it's a way you conduct yourself and some people might differ everyone, everyone has their own perspective mm-hmm. like whatever works for them you know I'm and, and I wouldn't say anyone's I wouldn't say it's the right there's there's a time and place for everything mm-hmm. yeah you know for we, sure. we, there's right and there's wrong there's a time and place for everything and for me Based on my character and who I was and, and where I was going, I just had to be better. You know, I couldn't look up to certain people. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I had to be who I was supposed to be and do the right thing and and just be who be there for my be there for my teammates and be what the organization brought me in to be. Right. Which yeah. is a leader and a great person with great character. A thousand percent. Million percent. And after that speech, um, you know, him saying that and that coming, that blowing up on TV and mm-hmm. you having that conversation, your career transcended after that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you ended up playing in a Super Bowl and winning one and playing in a Super Bowl and losing one. Mm-hmm. Talk about those experiences and what you learned from those situations. Yeah, all my all my life, I always wanted to, since I started playing football, I always wanted to win a championship, especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And to be able to make it that far and put in all that work and, and lose was, it was devastating. But mm-hmm. I couldn't tell myself that after the game. I had to be positive because you you always want to turn a negative into positive. Absolutely. Right? For sure. And being a leader, you always have to say things like, you don't have to say it, but you have to, it's just a part of who you are as a leader and as, as someone who's, who's vibrating at a high frequency. Absolutely. You got to let the guys know that, hey, it wasn't our time. We did a wonderful job. You know, we should be grateful. 
because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity mm -hmm. to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. So to be even just playing the game. It's a plus. Just to be there, period. Yeah. yeah, we might not have a ring, but it's a plus, man. That experience. If you die tomorrow, that's a great accomplishment mm -hmm. that most people won't even will never make it to. Right. So that's what I kept telling myself. I told my teammates that. And we felt good about it. At the, the next day, it was it was all good. It was a reset after that. Yeah, we yeah. lost, but we made it. We accomplished something that we wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And that's a hard goal, man. That's real. That, no, making it, making it, making it there, and you had the chance to do it twice. Like, what similarities between the two teams? You know, were so similar because championship DNA, man. Like, there's a reason why you guys made it that far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what similarities did those two teams have that but, made it special? No, that's a great, that's a great question. I, I think the thing, the similarities that I saw in both teams, is that we were the vibration we had, man. We were together. We did everything together. Like it was a family was really, atmosphere. Yeah, that was really, the there was no I. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah, got yeah. along. Everybody came in with the with the winning attitude. Every day of practice, everybody was ready to practice. Like it was mm -hmm. it was it was exciting to yeah. go to practice. You enjoyed going to in work. practice. We competed. Mm -hmm. We always we competed consistently. Like when you when you constantly competing at a high level every day. All, I've been on teams and I've I've had years in San Francisco, Washington, where you come to practice. You make it towards the end of the season, you you kind of slowing down, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because wear and tear and all that. But now nah, we were, we were practicing like it was the first day of practice. Every day. Every day. Going at it. I mean, you got me at practice. I'm I'm shooting out of a cannon. Yeah. I'm, I'm testing everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm competing with everybody. Even if they don't want to, I'm. This is what I'm about to do. You was talking trash? No, I wasn't talking trash. Chilling, yeah. Chilling. yeah, I was just I was just playing at a high level. I was just practicing yeah. at a high level. You know, I've always practiced at a high level. Right. I mean, you can ask any coach. You can pull, pull up the film. Like, that was my game, man. Just, like, anytime I release from the ball and I'm running around, I'm going at 100 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Or even when I'm coming off the ball. That's right. why I used to get into a lot of fights when I was young. I don't know if you guys saw them on you, saw the yeah. fights on YouTube or whatever. Because <laughs> I was always 100%. I was always yeah. 100%. I'm not here to play. Coach said 60%, I'm going 100. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, you know, I just, I just didn't really have no... No, no off button. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a, an off button. I just wanted to go because I just, that was like the pain and that passion that I had yeah. to, to be successful. For sure. So to me, like every day that I was out there was a was like a, man, it was a privilege and an honor. So I didn't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. That's a great perspective. Yeah, it was always my last day to, in my mind. It was yeah. my last time playing, walking on that football field. That's how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. When you, you played and won a Super Bowl, right, with the Broncos, what was it like? Being with uh, Peyton. Peyton was a unique human being, man. It's a way as a leader when you we have to we you have to, we have to understand something, right? When you as a public figure, as someone who's who's gained so much in life, right? Yeah. I can't post my cars. I can't post my house. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't have certain things like that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so you 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 create friction you create a, a a space where people look at you like oh come on he's showing off right for sure you just can't make people feel a certain way even Absolutely. in the lot it goes same thing goes into the locker room when you're a quarterback i mean you're the biggest piece of the puzzle that we have mm -hmm. you have everything you have the highest paid contract you got everything people are watching you even when you don't think they're watching you to become a leader and to win the team over you have to consistently be humble you have to show humility all the time. You stay out of the way, and you just sit back and understand that there's a lot of guys in this locker room who want the attention. 
Right. Yeah. They want the attention that you have that they can't get. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're loud. They this. You have different personalities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the way you do, Peyton was so good at it, man. He was always he always minimizes himself in the locker room. Damn. You know, that's the time for the guys who want the attention. Yeah, room, yeah. Right? But when it's time to step on the field, he stands out like a sore thumb. Mm. He's a general. I get DT right there, DT right there. How much you go back there? I go to the shot right here, bro. Hey, flex out for me one time. I'm home. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omaha. Omaha, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a funny guy, man. But he's a he's a perfect example of what is what you're supposed to be when you're a quarterback, when you're a leader. Like even in the meeting rooms, he took over. He was like the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he was calling all the shots. He was explaining things. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was amazing to see, man. Watching him is like, I feel like pre-snap, he Bro. would say a million things. He would always end with that Omaha. Like, was he changing the routes, like, every single route individually? Because that's what it looked like just watching on TV. Like, it was so perplexing to right. watch. Yeah, football. So, football is a – football, a lot of people don't understand when I explain football, what football really is and how much – how amazing these guys in the locker room are, how intelligent, how smart they are. Yeah, for real. Like, there's so much information you have to learn. Smartest human beings. When Peyton's calling Omaha, he's changing something. He recognized something. He see, maybe we expecting, for this play, we want to cover one, right? Mm-hmm. Man to man, but maybe they go to cover two, so now we got to change something, right? Mm-hmm. Or he might see something else. He might, um, something's changing, and, and right. he has to change. So he has to go to that. So as a wide receiver or tight end, I might be playing X, I might be playing Z, I might be playing Y, mm-hmm. right? So I have to know if if there's, I have to know every route. There might be a 50 to 60 combinations, Jeez. but I have to know every route in those three letters. Damn. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Her cousin just hops up, comes up to the line and he calls, he might call uh, Falcon. Yeah. Right. I might be a Y, I might be a Z, I might be an F, but I have to know exactly what it is. And it has to be fast. Especially when we go two minute. That's when we use yeah. those that's when we use all of those those words. Everything's so much faster. Fast. Yeah, everything's yeah. so much faster. Like, yeah. Falcon, 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 okay. Springfield, Springfield, uh Texas, Texas. You know, I be might be be anywhere. Maybe I'm out there. I can't come into X or Y or Z, but I got a line out right here. I got another route. Yeah. And then you talking about guys like Peyton and you talking about even like yourself, like you guys are what um, we used to say in school, culture drivers, uh, right? Um, and like I said, you played on two championship teams. Mm-hmm. What was it about the buy-in that made the culture so good? Because you got to get all those grown men on the same page, playing at that pace in the buy-in. Like, I think that's the coolest thing about if you study great teams, the culture wins. The culture wins. You're right about that. Every day I walk into Denver, DeMarcus Ware or Peyton, we're about to win this chip. We're about to win this chip. Everybody's excited like babies, like kids. That's what they Like expected. kids in a candy shop, right? Mm-hmm. Like every day we talked about it. We talked about it in the locker room. Every practice, man, we going to the championship. We're trying to win this champ. We're trying to win it. So we were programmed. Everybody's programmed. When you when you, when you you say it, when the best players in the locker room say it, everybody started to believe it, right? And then it trickles down. You say it all the time. It's consistent. Every day we walk in, we're going to the championship. Every practice was like very, it was critical. It was it meant a lot to us that we went out and we had a great practice, mm-hmm. just yeah. like in San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? We had to have a great practice. My coach came up to me one day. He said, you can't have a bad practice. Mm. That's, That's what the whole team thought when I played on both teams. And it was a difference. You could tell there's a difference in that year compared to any other year. Right. Like if every year was the same as those two years I had on any team, 
we won the champion. We would go to championship every, every year. Every year, yep. But we, it, you did. It just wasn't there every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. Or maybe it was there with some guys, but the whole team didn't buy into it. Right. The whole team has to buy into it. It was just something special about those years, man. That everybody bought into it. Yeah. And then you know, you fast forward. You're in Denver, um, and you're mm-hmm. there for a year, and mm-hmm. then you decide to go to Washington after that. But you said something before that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting. You said, you know, after that year that you were kind of fell out of love with the game of football at that time and point and something about washington um like sparked gave you a spark again mm-hmm. right and motivated and gave you that fire to be like you know what like i still got more in the tank mm-hmm. why did you feel like at that time before that you fell out of the love of game of football and what about going into that washington situation made you motivated again so going to denver i was expected to be like everybody's excited to have me there. it's like you know everybody on the team knew about me they knew i was they knew my accolades they knew you know, I was an all-pro. You know, I was a great player. They knew that. So when I got there, I expected to, to play right away. But I didn't think about the intricacies of Peyton Manning's playbook yeah. and how long it would take me to grasp all this information. I think that was the that was the issue with me as we continue to go on. It's like it's just grasping all of Peyton's information. You, it, it takes time to get that, man. Right. You, you go from January, February, March, all the way up until – September to learn all this information, right? You get time. You get time to yourself. I have no time to myself. Everything was just fly, 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 fly. It was, dude, it was so frustrating to be able to just a guy that's being traded mid-season is tough. Man. That is tough. So no, tough. it's tough. Yeah. It, it, it's so tough, man. And and it was it was it was crazy. So I go back to that your point. The point was is just I didn't have. I didn't get what I was, what I expected myself to have in that, with that team. Mm-hmm. You know, I expected to go there and just do more than I did. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't do that, it kind of, it bothered me a bit. And then when I, when the season was over, Denver, they didn't, they didn't bring you back. show any interest yeah. in bringing me back. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. So Washington was the first team to reach out. It's my hometown team. And I basically did a prove it deal. They brought me there because I guess the thing was that Vernon was getting old. He was went, went winding down. That wasn't an issue. I mean, if you look at Denver's, you go back and look at what I did in Denver, I made some big plays for that team. Absolutely. Right. Initially with Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was making big plays for them. You know, you, you see I could still play. Clearly, there was nothing wrong. But politics of the game, that's what it, that's what it was. So I went there. I said, okay. I knew exactly what I was going to do. I know if you give me if you give me opportunity to to learn what it is I need to do, and to give me a role and, ex- and, and let me explain what it is that y'all going to have me doing and give me an opportunity, I knew what I was going to do. So yeah. I wasn't worried about that. So I went there with the biggest smile on my face that I've uh, ever. <laughs> Midway through the season, they called me into the office, and they was like, hey, we want to sign you for three more years. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> they seen it like, oh, hell no. Yeah. He, he still got that juice. Y'all playing with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, they saw the juice. They saw the, ju- <laughs> they saw the juices there. It started in practice. They, they were just in awe, like. When yeah. they saw me practice. Right. Because I told you, I'm always like fast. Mm-hmm. And for me to be as big as I was and run the way I was running, yeah. they was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. There is no way this works that well. <laughs> why, why are you so happy, bro? What you mean? I can't be happy? Nah, you can be happy. You're just a little extra today, though. I'm not being extra. I just got this new thing today that made my boss feel mad smooth. Here, feel this. Damn, that's smooth. It's really like this? That's what it does? 
That's that Manscaped, bro. For real, it's like, it's super legit. And last time I didn't use this fool, bro, I was mess I messed my stuff all the way up. Cut myself up, it was really bad. Manscaped, bro, it's the, it's the real deal. Don't tell me that's that lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, bro, that's that advanced skin-safe technology that produces nicks and cuts. They also got ball deodorant and, <laughs> you'll, you'll like this one, crop spray toner. Well, bro, where can I get me some? Because I know you got that discount code. Come you on, bro, you already know I got everything. And I Falls right around the corner, so you know we need fresh balls. Get 20% off and free shipping using code adversity at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code adversity at manscaped.com. As the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. I hope you don't know I'm about to use this Manscaped. And I feel like, you know, for every athlete, you always go through those roller coaster of emotions. So like you just came off of a Super Bowl win and they didn't bring you back, right? And you're contemplating retirement and, mm -hmm. uh, and all those other thoughts and feelings. But like, what made you be like, nah, I'm a, I got some more in the tank. Like, why, why didn't you hang it up there? Because I was, I'd never been the type of guy to like, I didn't hang it up because I knew I, I still had more left in me. And I couldn't stop at 10 or 11 years, right? Mm -hmm. I think I just finished, completed my 10th year. I wanted to keep going because I knew I could. I I never had surgery. Um, and I was at a point where I was still like, super athletic so i was like i'm not about to hang it up right here i'm about to go, i'm gonna go to washington and, and do do what i need to do and i just kept fighting i, I mean i said it wasn't my time i knew it wasn't my time to to walk away from the game mm -hmm. so i just kept going yeah you yeah you felt that like it just wasn't my time yeah yet. it wasn't my time yeah so this show is called second win right and you hit your second win running like yeah literally sprinting right you've been on six movies like four series like yep. you've really been doing your thing acting what is it about acting that really like gained your interest? Um I so I started acting. I started acting. I took my first acting class when I was in San Francisco. Yeah. I had the bug. I was like, wow, I wanna I wanna try this. Cause I'm an art I went to school for art. Mm -hmm. Art works on all all facets. I mean, it's just like if you're into art, you you probably can sing, you probably can write, you can probably can rap. Yeah. You can do it all. It's just that's how it works. So I took the class, I fell in love and I started seeking opportunities in the film space. Yeah. And I got a few opportunities. I met a guy and you know when you want something you go out to eventually you hang around the barbershop long enough you're gonna eventually get a haircut. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just started doing it. And then after I retired when I walked away from the game, I already had a script and I had a partner and we were gonna shoot this movie. Damn, but we just quick. I just didn't know when I was gonna be done with the game. But we had the script already. So when I Realized that, hey, I was, I'm was i going to walk away from this game. Mm -hmm. We shot February yeah. of 2020. And then after that, I just kept going, man. I just I just kept doing it. And next thing you know, I'm at, like, all these different, all these, I've done all these different films. I've learned the craft. I've studied consistently. Even now, I still have my same acting coach that I started with in 2020. Yeah. We work every Tuesday and Thursday. That's fire. Yeah, we just work the basics. We If there's a script, we go over the script. We break it down, you know, um... Uh, really find the character in that script that I'm that I'm playing, which is all kinds of things. So it's just consistency and just like the love. And I and I feel like there's a there's a parallel to acting and football have some of the same 
similarities, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that because of the process. The yeah. process of getting there. Getting it right. Working just at like, it. Just like just like on Sunday before before a game, you're gonna make sure that you catching your balls, you're doing this and doing that. You're super mm-hmm. prepared prepared before the game, before Sunday. Yeah. So when the cameras start rolling, you you ready. Just like with acting. I have a month, three weeks, month and a half to mm-hmm. really prepare this character. So now when the camera's rolling, I'm full with all kinds of things. Like I just and then what happens, you just go different places. You don't even know where you're gonna where go. You going, yeah. yeah. You just go. You know, so that's what I love about it. Man, that 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 clip where you was just cried on the spot. Oh and man! Then, <laughs> and then you just like <laughs> no. And then the clip, you, know then funny? you had a straight face. Let me tell you about How that. How you get in the character like that? I dropped my that's jaw. I was like, yo, this is crazy. That was crazy. You I've know never what? Seen a that. lot of people. A lot of people. You know, that's that's interesting. That you say that because my teammates. I was like, dog, that was cool. That was good. But it wasn't good. You know why? Because I didn't have. I didn't have. Um, all the tools that I needed, mm-hmm. all the understanding of how acting worked. Really? Mm-hmm. I so, so when I look great. at that, that's that's horrible to me. And I and I say that because of where I'm at right now, right? Yeah. Um, so when you when you it's being emotional is is one thing in a, in a film, right? You have to be able to go from different things, right? Mm-hmm. You upset, yeah. you happy, angry, you know, all the different emotions. But when you're crying, most of the times you you, you try not to cry. Like okay. if I'm sitting in front of you, I'm gonna try not to cry, man. I don't wanna see y'all. I don't want y'all to see me cry, right? Yeah, right, right. You want the audience to cry for you. The people that's looking at the movie, you want the you want the emotion to be there from the internally, and you want them to cry for you because they're gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna feel the emotion, so they're gonna start crying before you cry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and you don't. It's all subtle. It's like, you know, it's just subtle. It's just a subtle thing. You and it starts from inside. Yeah. So now that I understand that, now it makes me a more dynamic actor. Um, but that was just a an example of me being a young, young in the game. That shit, I thought that shit was great. You yeah, just broke it down. Tools, that's what and I'm now saying. you you say you didn't even think it was good. That's that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, for you, I think for any athlete that decides to transition into what they're doing next, how were you able to separate Vernon Davis, the football player, identity wise, from you know what I'm doing next, Vernon Davis, the actor, or you know Vernon Davis just could be whoever. Mm-hmm. How hard was that for you or easy was it for you to separate the two cuz football ball has been a big part a big part of your life. So just transitioning into something new like you may still have those thoughts and feelings. So how mm-hmm. were you able to detach? Well, it was <clears throat> I've always been like I never really let football football never really became my identity. It was just something I have to be happened to be good at, something I love, something I was passionate about. Gave me a platform to be able to express myself in different ways. But I never really became that. I always knew that tomorrow was gonna be better than today and yesterday. So I've always been somebody told me, they say, You never really transitioned. You've always been doing what you're doing. Yeah. It was really never a transition. You mm-hmm. just, you just moved from one space to another. But it, it, I wouldn't call it a transition. I was like, wow, that's interesting. You say that because I've been doing like everything that I've been that I'm doing now. I've always been doing it. And you can look at your life right now and see the momentum. Everything's based off of momentum. Like that song, pushing P, pushing P. Pushin P. P yeah. That's momentum. That means momentum. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking about. If you look at it, it's like M plus something equals P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But everything is about like where we are right now. If you look at who you are and where you are right now, what you're doing, 
in the next 26, 25 years, you're going to be doing much better. Right. right. You're going to be doing this, but on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it always gets bigger. Tomorrow always gets, if you stay consistent and you believe and you keep the momentum, it's always going to be this much. It's going to be like this, but bigger. That's a mm-hmm. fact. Always. That's a fact. Consistency is so key. Always. Like everything in life. Everything in life. We just, we just want, we just can't. It's just hard because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like that's what faith. That's why faith is so important. And yeah. faith is so big. If you don't have faith, you don't have nothing. You gotta have faith. A million percent. You gotta you gotta you gotta faith is being showed what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. But it's hard sometimes. Even hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I left the, left football, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what it was gonna look like. Yeah. It's scary. So it was yeah. It was it was it was. But then I thought back. I was like, same thing. Like when I was in college, mm-hmm. I knew where I wanted to go, but how's that gonna happen? And then I then I fast forward that right yeah I'm six I'm like one of the six guys in New York to get drafted six at Jeez. the time it was me Reggie Bush Mario Woods they only invited six guys in New York and I'm one of the guys you, blessing, you know what yeah. I'm saying that's yep. a blessing man to be blessing. top six out of every college player to play the game in college like I'm top six okay what happens after that I don't know what it looks like but I know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Pro Bowls, you know, I'm best player in the NFL, you know, yeah. right? Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So everything, it always mag, it always gets better and better and better. You yeah. think that was because of your faith? Faith, having faith. Because if you, if you if you have faith, that's all you need is faith. That's all you need, man. If you have faith, you have a work ethic. You have um, likability. Likeability gives you possibility. Mm. If you have likability, you have possibility. That's if a you have, if you uh, if you have love, treat people well, high character, respect for yourself, respect for others. If you have those core things within yourself, man, you always gonna vibrate at the high level. You always gonna be successful. Those are some great. Yeah, those, you're always gonna operate. Yeah, you're, you're right. always gonna. Have, <laughs> yeah. you, dude, you always gonna be successful. Yes, man. sir. If you nah, got those things, nice. man. You don't gotta worry about nothing. And talk to me, man. You big, you big shot, man. Talk to me about, you know, you got the opportunity to work on a recent film with Morgan Freeman. And first mm-hmm. of all, if I had to have someone narrate my life, <laughs> it would be Morgan Freeman. Like that dude is amazing, man. Talk legend. about, yeah, legend. Talk about like some of the things that you learned being on set with him. Because like you said, greatness in every aspect you can always learn, right? So you being a football player and watch someone watching your routine, like where are some things you watch from him in the acting world? Like okay. There's a reason why he's as good as he is. That's it, man. You hit that. Same thing we doing right now. What we doing? He did. He he's doing right now. It's crazy. Yeah. The same thing we doing. What I just talked about. He's he's doing it at 84, 86 years old, man. At a high Which, level. Now we now you understand why he is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Why is he always getting called to do this? Why is he getting called to do that? Why is his name so big to us? His name's big. His name's he, he got a great name. Mm-hmm. Right. You hear Morgan Freeman, you're like, oh wow, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I mean, he's hard to get next to. You can't get next to Morgan Freeman. He is the way he is because of his approach. When we on set, he's the first one on set, last one to leave at eighty something years old. Jeez. Damn. Most guys have a stand in, right? Mm-hmm. When you working, Morgan Freeman was his, his, his Morgan Freeman was the stand in. Eighty something years old. You know, he big time. So they bring somebody else and he's done burning rehearsal. We're gonna do it like this, blah blah blah, right? He stayed there. And then afterwards, rehearsal, he stayed there for 15 more minutes having a debate with the director, trying to figure <laughs> out why he wanted this, wanted this a certain He's way. He's meticulous. This scene. He's a legend, Dude, man. when I saw that, man, 
I said, I got to do something different. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, I was already already doing like what he's doing because mm-hmm. I did it in football. But he's humble. He he just wants to work. Mm-hmm. He just wants to. He's just. He does everything, man, you're supposed to do when you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And to see that at 80-something years old, I said, wow. At 80? Wow. Yeah, man, man. If, I'm, if I'm not doing this at 80 years old, then I ain't. It, it showed. Like, if he's doing this at 80, he did it when he first, he did it when he was 40. He did it when he was 50. He did it when he was 60. He did it when he was 70. He did it when he was 80. Consistency, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's super consistent. That's why he's great. Mm-hmm. And most people don't have that. If, yeah. And for you being on set with him, like I always wonder, like guys who are just new into the acting world, and you get a mogul on set, like how did like did you feel like not intimidated, but like did you feel like like damn okay I gotta bring my A game like yep. you know what I'm, like you know what I'm saying exactly. like it's Morgan Freeman like I can't it was come come correct stepping. you know what I'm saying it was like it. it was like it felt like it felt like I was at the combine right. when I was at the combine <laughs> I, went, I remember going to all the coaches and they was like what you gonna do today I was like I'm gonna run a four three and a forty. North Turner, I remember, he was with the San Francisco 49ers offense coordinator. He looked at me, he said, Oh, yeah, boy, you ain't going to run for three. You going to run for three? He's like, No way. He's like, Ain't no way. Nobody believed it. No way. You just talking shit. Man, I went out there and ran a 4 3 twice. Not once, but twice. Twice on their ass. I ran a 4 3 6 and I ran a 4 3 8. What is they talking about, man? Yeah, what they talking about, man? Get them out of there. Get them out of here, man. What so, are they talking about? Hey, the North Turner shit is hilarious. So my thing, my process was like, I, I kept listening to that Eminem song. You only get one shot. Do not miss your t- chance to blow. This opportunities come once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking the whole time, man. Like, there ain't going to be an, another, there's, there's never, ever going to be another time for me to come to the combine and run a 40-yard dash. Or do a vertical jump, mm-hmm. yeah. Or do a shuttle, mm-hmm. right? I had one shot, one opportunity, and I'll never get it again. Mm-hmm. So I took advantage of those opportunities, mm-hmm. and I—that was my mindset. That song, yeah. And just knowing that that I'll never do this again. That's how I was with the Morgan Freeman movie, like yeah. that scene when I come in and I'm like, right. I blew him up. Oh, he talking that shit. What what, what that means? That's Zulu. That's Zulu. Yeah, basically what I'm saying, please do not go to the policeman any further, right? Please do not go to the policeman any further. So so when I I learned all of that, I learned the dialect and I learned the actual language, but nobody told me to do that. You got to acting. You're not acting, but you got to... You you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nobody told me to learn the dialect. The producer didn't tell me to learn the dialect. They didn't tell me to learn the actual language. They didn't tell me to do none of that. I came with my own stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying about being an actor, right? You do you 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 create the character how you see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you do your research, you you bring something interesting to this character that mm-hmm. that's not even there on the script. Yeah. And that's what you do. That's what I'm saying like as you continue to evolve as a as an actor, you find these different things and you understand like hey, this is you know, you have the free range to create this. You're creating this character. You're creating a character. You're giving mm-hmm. a, you're giving something on paper life. Yeah. How can I give him life? What's interesting? And make people believe it. Yeah. Yeah, what's it's interesting? For sure. Right? So that's what uh that's what I mean by that. But uh it was it was pretty cool to be able to just share the screen with him and and know that hey, I 
you know, I'm putting my best foot forward. Some people yeah. who act their whole life and never be on set with a mogul like that. So, bro, you already yeah. hitting pillars in your acting career, man. I can't wait to see many more milestones, just milestones you crush, man. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. You know, there's some actors with insane range. Like, you look at dudes like Jamie who can do, like, law-abiding citizen and mm. then do, like, Ray and then do, like, Django. And, right. Like, you know, Will does focus and they does mm. fresh print she does hitch she does men in pursuit black. of happiness like right. what's a role that you see and you're like that's kind of out of my comfort zone but i i think i could body that mm-hmm. i think playing a paranoid schizophrenic character or a character with um down syndrome or something why yeah. that, why that specifically i think i just i just i just vibrated those those type of roles i mean there's a challenging role and it's something that's like hard to do you know yeah. it's a challenge for sure but I, I know that I can do it with with um it's preparation. Preparation, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. I just it, you know, I can I can, I feel like I can play anything. Yeah. Joker, whatever, any kind of just any kind of character, you don't. But those a role like that, uh, that's like an award winning role. Right. Yeah, you, know, you play something like that. But I I would love to take on a role similar to that. And they always say, you know, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. What throughout your acting career made you uncomfortable that forced you to grow? Uh, I think December when I first started acting, there's a lot of things in there that I that I was really like uncomfortable with. Like for instance, like when I did my first movie, some of the activities, the activities is like crazy. Like I I talk about these activities all the time. Like putting my daughter in a casket, my 12 year old daughter in a casket, mm-hmm. and seeing her nail colors and her mm-hmm. her skin and and what color dress she has on, what color is the casket. Her brother standing there watching her and and crying and, and wishing she was still alive, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right, mm-hmm. I know y'all looking at me like I'm no, crazy. but that's your no, that's, right. no, no, I no. Get it. But so yeah. there's the things like that, and and as well as like going to the window, pretending like I'm in the middle of a desert and no one's around. There's a boat. There's a boat on the water, and, and I'm trying to get their attention. Hey, help! Like those emotions and just those activities made me super uncomfortable. But I said that look, if I can get past this stuff, if I can put my daughter in a casket and not. And be able to control my emotions and not cry about it. Right. But I can cry. I mean, you want to cry about yeah. it. But I'm saying, if I can control control the crying, understand that. Look, I can. This is all like me reacting to a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Control it, because some people go into class and they just start boohooing and crying, mm-hmm. crying, and they can't stop crying because they so like they just can't stop crying. They just can't stop crying. Yeah. They, it's, it's, but you got to you you got to stop crying. You get this is you're acting. Yeah. You got to be able to the to accept these things. Once you accept the things from your past, then you can act it. Yeah. Right? Um but that kind of stuff made me super uncomfortable, but once I got past that or other activities like he say turn around Okay, the judge. I'm gonna do like this. The judge tells you 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 you're going to jail for something that you didn't do, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna give you life in prison, right? And you've been you already been in jail for six months, but you're going to court. If I give you this, that means you're going home. If I give you that, that means you're going to jail for life. So I turn around, I gotta respond to it like, ooh, that's crazy. Yeah, on you know, the spot like, like this. Yeah, I got on the spot. Man, how do you do that right now? I, I want to see how, how you That's react to that joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you with it, I'm with it. I know. I want to see like if if you was going to jail, how would you react? If I was going to jail, man, I'd be like, I'm be like, I'm be upset. I'm be like, man, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna let my emotions take over. Yeah, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one thing to be there, but like you just you. Feel, I've been doing it for a while, so yeah. So I just I just if I hear that, then I feel it. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, 
Like, you know, I'm like, I'm getting yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This like, is crazy. Just, I've never seen like an actor really like yeah. get into his character. Like just a little <laughs> mannerism you doing. I'm like, yo, yeah. he could body that shit if he really wanted yeah, I mean, to. I do it all the time. So it's just like, I'm not even, I'm not thinking external. I'm thinking internal. Like I'm thinking, I'm like thinking like I'm really in this room. Like, yeah. like what the fuck? I'm going to look, you're going to look, you're going to look like. In acting, there's a in every action, there's a thousand little actions, right? Right. It can be as simple as like if I'm walking into the house, right? Master, it's like somebody who never who never been on in front of the camera. You tell him to do a scene where he come and sit down. He's getting ready to talk to y'all, right? Mm-hmm. You're just gonna sit down like this, but right. But when you when you sitting down, you want to like you are gonna check and make sure you ain't sitting on nothing. You gonna be like gonna look around like yeah, nice time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? You know what I mean? You want to so fix yourself, things. like you know what I mean? Yeah. You gonna move. You're not gonna just be sitting there stiff. But that's a, that's something I had to go through too when I first started. Like mm-hmm. I just one dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. But you want you add life to it. You add like real life. You fix your sleeves. You come in. You fix your yeah. hat. Like, yeah. Glasses. There's so many little intricate things, yeah, man. Like, like going you know what I mean? You fi- maybe you fix the mic. Um, look over here, looking at him, kind of. Because if you fixing the mic, you checking with him because this is Mike. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm I'm gonna do all those little things. Yeah. They're all little details. Make, make your dynamic actor. No, it's impressive, man. Nah, for Super real. Impressive. I hear like, you hear like actors when they're getting ready for a role, like almost turn into the character, right? Yeah. Like, does that Dude, let me tell you, happen? bro. Yeah, yeah, bro, it does, Explain man. I'm gonna that, tell you, man. man. Like this Morgan Freeman movie that I just did, man. I uh, I just see a therapist act after because I really fell in love with this character. Like being a character feels good, man. Yeah. Like this role I'm working on now with Destry Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. her daughter. Yeah. She's having her directing debut, and she cast me for this movie to play the zombie, playing the zombie, and I'm just like, this character that I'm playing is like, he's a zombie, Mm -hmm. but what can I add to the zombie to make him different? different, But what I've been doing, like when I'm in the house at night, like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, I'm in this room, and I'm like acting out this character, I'm like embodying this character, so now when I get in front of the camera, it's, I've been there like a, every night since this since it's I got the script. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I can add different things to this character. But it feels good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it feels really good. I was walking in the house with the lights off last night and I was imagining if I had guests or something and they came downstairs, they'd be scared as hell. Scared as hell. Like what, what is this dude doing down here? I'm walking in the house like, my head turned. I'm walking look, real slow. crazy like this. Man, he I'm walking in here and he walked out like, 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 hey, this big ass I would have been like, hey, bro, we got this joke. Hey, nah, that's funny. This six, this six four zombie, man. You're too big to be that damn good at that shit. That's what I'm saying, to be a zombie and shit. You know, you come down and say, she's like, man, what is going on What's now, going man? On, What's man? going on? Hello? I'll be like, hello? Right. Hey, yo. Somebody, nah, that's nah, funny. Dude, that's that's it. It. And that's crazy that you said that because, you know, um, you talk about you going to therapy after, you know, Michael B. Jordan also mentioned how, like, you know, after his role in Black Panther being Killmonger, there was so much to unpack Man. from that character. Like, you know, these are normal things that actors go through, like really becoming that character and People taking... People don't see that. Yeah, they don't take... Yeah, they don't because see Because you spend time, You like, like I said, I'm here, right? Yeah. I'm here for a month doing the same thing. If I'm in here every night yeah, for like an hour going through the emotions and like the, the intricacies of this character I'm gonna become that character at the end of the month I'm For gonna real? be this character it's gonna feel so good I'm gonna be find myself walking through the house all the time just emulating this character a little bit yeah. so that's what I'm saying like when you spend time with a character it's like you spending time with a person right and you're getting to know this person on a, on a deeper level 
like internally though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's a it becomes a part of you. And so when you get in front of the camera, it feels good. Yeah. Right. You no, know, you be sure. like the even like the little like like uh nuances and like the little like gestures like this character gives, you're gonna start doing it. Mm-hmm. So Damn. you gotta kinda getting away from that is it's tough, man. That's so it's hard. It's hard, it's, hard, man. it's, it's tough. You got yeah. it's hard to explain, but because it feels so good, man. Mm -hmm. Like, being a serial killer felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, nuts. for real. It's, 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 as crazy fire. as that sounds. It sounds crazy, but it but felt yeah. good being a serial yeah. killer, man. Damn. Shit. Because I can't do it in real life. Yeah. So to be able to do it, it's just like... Yeah, real shit. You I'm became like a badass serial killer. And, like, this is really happening. Yeah. No, for real. Um, You know, if you had to look back on your life and everything that you've been through and everything that you've done and describe your life in one word or one phrase... What would it be? You can't use adversity though, because a lot of people one, use that. One word, yeah, one, one word, word or, or one phrase. phrase, and why? Um, inspiring. Still, why? Because everything I do in life is, I know it's bigger than me, and I know it's for a greater cause, and the greater cause is to be able to show the world how to conduct yourself and how to operate at a high frequency, meaning go from one thing to another, to another, to another, and still be able to be that same person, meaning my humility, my character, what I represent, how I represent myself, how I treat others, and giving people my time and energy that I feel deserves my time and energy like you guys. Like, you know, I don't know y'all. I'm not getting paid for it. But I felt that it was right for me to be able to give my time and help y'all because it's all about helping each other, inspiring, empowering, working together. And um, I wish the rest of the world operated like that. You know, if I, if I need to call on, like, Will Smith, I wish I could... He felt in his heart to just give me his time and his energy, right? Yeah. But it don't always work like that, you know. It's um, so it's just to just to inspire people. I think inspiration is something that definitely describes me. Damn, that answer was beautiful. Are you crying? No, I'm just saying that's that what? shit I'm talking about, man. That shit was beautiful as <laughs> hell, man. That's that shit I'm talking about, man. We need more people like that, no, man. Willing for real. to. Nah, nah, Damn, that's some real. This we were just shit talking is about that. Fire, boy. We. They, ask the next question. This shit is nah, fire. Nah, yeah, I, I, we just gonna. Yeah, I ain't even gonna touch on that one, but I totally agree with you, and that's probably one of my favorite answers we've yeah, had. That's, yeah, that's nah, for shit real, man. Like, we need more people willing to. That extend, you know, extend yeah. and help and, extend, and extend and help one another because you know it's all a collaborative process. It is, man. Um, and our next stable question that we always like to uh, that we always like to ask our guests is, um, you know, you caught your second wind, um, probably caught multiple wins in your life. What advice to the people that are watching? Uh, what advice would you give to those people that you know um, maybe want to be the next Vernon Davis or maybe <sighs> are transitioning from being an athlete into acting or mm -hmm. transitioning from um, football into a new world. Like, what advice would you give to people watching that you know hear your testimony, hear your story? I say whatever, do whatever, do whatever it is that makes you feel happy, gives you joy, and if it continues to keep calling your name, that means it's meant for you to do it. Go for it. You only learn through your failures and mistakes. So if it's something that's calling you, take a chance on it. And don't look back. You only got one life. 
you could be gone tomorrow. Then what you gonna do? You gonna you gonna wish you took on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So go for it, but also have a plan. Understand that if you need to make money, you also have to you have, you have to create balance. There needs to be a certain level of balance. If you need money, then maybe you should go for what you're doing, giving it. 75% of your time, but 25% you find another opportunity, like whether it's driving for Uber or some kind of way for you to continue to keep generating income or start your own company, but allotting that time to what it is that you're passionate about. But go for it. Damn. And life is short, man, so you are a thousand percent right on that, man. Yeah, you gotta short, go short, man. Life too short. Life is very short. And like I said, man, we proud of you, man, and the, the accomplishments that you've done and keep keep doing man we're just mm-hmm. i'm proud of you you know what i'm saying like i said man we just met and you know you've done a lot of amazing things and i wish the best for you man and i'm excited to see where you take this acting career also your entrepreneur as well um mm-hmm. don't want to leave that out and you know you got a lot of businesses and stuff like that very mm-hmm. successful so you're a man of many trades man many hats so you mm-hmm. know just congratulations on the accomplishments and the accomplishments to come Man, yeah. I'm inspired as hell. Yes, man. After that, sure. real shit. Like man. you was talking, real, man. That shit on here, bro. Like yes. I'm. Oh my god, that that was a great podcast. Yes. I'm so like happy that we have you on yes, here, man. bro. Um, second win family. Make sure y'all go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, subscribe. Go tell, tell your, your auntie. Aunt, go tell your grandma. Uncle, go your tell god, your daughter, niece, father, whoever something. you need to tell the neighbor, the crackhead, we got somebody. The illest interview for Mr. Vernon yes, sir, Davis. Man. Go ahead and check out his next movie that's about to come out. He's going to body that zombie role. He's going to body that zombie role, man. Second win family, we out. Gang.